Markets are turbulent, inflation is soaring, wars and supply chain shocks are threatening our way of life. We hear it all over the news. There is nowhere to hide. But is it really true? Bad news just keeps getting dumped on you by the oh-so-average media. But we at Not Your Average Financial Podcast believe you deserve something better. We don't believe in wishful thinking or burying our heads in the sand, but we do believe in telling you like it is and showing you a way out. Could it be that there are some safe havens, some opportunities and even possibilities available in this current economic climate? Attend our virtual Not Your Average Financial Summit to know if there's truly nowhere to hide and to discover strategies to help you win in any economy. So come and build up your financial reserve, fight back against inflation, save on taxes, and prepare for your future. The two-day Not Your Average Financial Summit is happening virtually, so attend anywhere. Add these dates to your calendar now while it's fresh on your mind. It's going to be Friday, September 30th and October 1st, 2022. Each day starts at 1 p.m. and goes to 4.30 p.m. Central Time, so please adjust to your time zone. The event is absolutely free, but the tactics and strategies you'll get are priceless, and it's only made available to members of our Not Your Average financial community. So get exclusive access to our summit at notyouraveragefinancialsummit.com. That's notyouraveragefinancialsummit.com. See you there. This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, Episode 262. Don't make this hard. 13 Crucial Questions About Money with Doug Peacock. Traditional financial planning is no longer working. And in the new normal economy, your host, certified financial planner Mark Willis, invites you to join us as we engage the new and improved steps for establishing financial sanity. Be curious, be stable, be sane. This is Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think different about your money, your economy, and your future. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode. You know, I want to start with just laying it out like it is. We were all told years ago, 40 plus years ago, to throw money into the stock market. And I'd say we've all done what we were supposed to do. We upheld our end of the bargain. We have a total of $40 trillion in qualified retirement accounts in 401ks and 403bs and IRAs. And we dove it into the 401k and other similar kissing cousin accounts like the 403b and the 457g. We did that in last week's episode. So go back and listen to episode 261 if you want to hear more about my thoughts on the 401k these days. But Doug Peacock, our guest today, Doug Peacock, was just one more person in the system, in the matrix, you might say, until he figured out that he was not going to be able to retire like he wanted to on his teacher's retirement plan. And at first, he thought he did something wrong. Or let's say he didn't understand something about the way the system worked. But the more he kept digging, the more he kept thinking, the more he realized that it wasn't something he did wrong, but it was the system itself that was broken, or even more to the point, it was the system itself that was designed to achieve the disappointing market results that he was experiencing. And now at this point, he's found the light. He's woken up from that matrix, and he's ready to share 13 crucial questions with you like he does with each of his clients. So who is Doug Peacock? Doug spent 38 years as a high school teacher and football coach. He tried to retire the traditional, the conventional, the oh-so-average way, but things didn't turn out the way he thought and was led to believe. He learned also that other teachers and coaches were having the same problems, the same conversations. Doug literally watched his 403B become a 203B twice in the last decade of his teaching career. 
he knew that there had to be a better way. So he started learning how wealth really worked. Around that time, Doug met a gentleman named Nelson Nash, and the concept that Nelson talked about became Doug's new coaching career. Doug learned how to coach his former students on how to destroy their student loan debt. In fact, they were already building their own wealth along the way. Over time, Doug learned how to expand that to paying for college, weddings, vacations, businesses, and a life you dreamed of, not the one you could afford. It's led him to build wealth without taking unnecessary risk, and perhaps even more important, providing his clients a peace of mind in these very different times that we all live in today. Doug Peacock is a bank-on-yourself professional located in Indiana and works all around the country serving clients and helping them think differently about their financial life. Does that sound familiar to you guys? I, I thought so. Yep, he's one more revolutionary in this grand journey, and I'm proud to be on the journey with him. So take it away, Doug. Doug, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Mark. I appreciate the opportunity to share and uh, appreciate the invitation and being here. You got it, man. Well, you've come a long way. Tell us your journey. How'd you get to where you're at today in work and in life? <laughs> well, I had no intentions of being here. was a football coach, 38 years. Followed a lot of the traditional, conventional ideas to try to retire as a teacher. Two months before my final day in the classroom, I uh, sat down with my advisor and he showed me this really nice, pretty piece of paper, but it had this expanding red wedge across the middle. And I'm going, you know, what is that? And he says, well, that's how much you short. And I said, maybe we should have had this conversation. <laughs> A few years ago, not necessarily two months before I'm out of here. <laughs> so I will tell you, I originally thought it was me. I thought it was my inability to understand it. You know, I've already been told this is complex. You know, this is probably too hard for you to understand and all, all that kind of stuff. And it wasn't hard to believe. I mean, head slaps were legal back when I played the game. So <laughs> it's not hard to believe. But then I, the more I tried to study it and then I thought these are different times. Perhaps the system's just broke, you know, it can't handle the numbers we're dealing with, the volatility, the inflation, the home prices, I mean, the people in debt and all that. I just kept digging and kept digging. And eventually I had realized that the system wasn't broken, that it was built that way. Then the emotions kicked in and I didn't realize that other people will always make money off of my money, even if I lose money for the rest of my life. Wow. Say that again. I didn't, I just didn't realize that other people will always make money off of my money, even when I lose money for the rest of my life. Wow. So what do you mean by that? Like, how is it? Uh, I assume you're referring to like investment management fees. You know, I had a 403, which is a teacher's 401k. That's a 403B. I'm going to go through a lot of different things with that, the volatility of the market. I'm going to pay fees for management because that's what I was told to do. The truth is it's not a savings problem. We have done what we were supposed to do. There's $40 trillion sitting right now as of December, 2021, sitting in qualified accounts. 401ks, IRAs, 401ks, IRA, all of those 40, combined. $40 trillion. So you're right, man. We've done what we were supposed to do. We've been a nation of savers or at least investors, right? Correct. And yet we're all in this and, broken and I'll, mess. I'll yeah. agree with you. Saving is not investing. There, There is a difference. And if you don't know, that's where you need to start. Mm. But the bottom line is we've done what we're supposed to do. Mm. So it's not a savings problem that we have. It's a knowledge problem of how money works. Now, as a teacher, as a coach, I got that. 
I not only got that, I got it in spades. And now I have a responsibility to teach it. And that's where I, I hit the ground running, trying to make sure that uh, I learned how to use it to get my former players out of student loan debt, hmm. which is like $1.7 trillion of student loans. I mean, at an all-time high, and I'm going, it, it's killing them. It's killing their budget. It's I mean, it's killing everything that they're trying to do because debt will do that. You so know, you went from coaching them on the field to coaching them in their finances. Yeah, which that's a hard jump. <laughs> it really is. But once I told them, look, you've got to understand what your money's doing. Now, if you don't have somebody that can explain it to you so that you can understand it, then you've got the wrong coach. You need a different coach because this is learnable. One of the things that I've told you, don't make this hard. Don't make it hard. The truth is, if you don't know what your money's doing, you don't have a clue who's making money off of it. So true, man. So why, when, did you, why? when did you realize you had this passion for y your own money and then those are the guys that were on the field with you? I'm a public school teacher. I'm a high school football coach. That's the money world I live in. It's not six figures. It's not, it's none of that. But the bottom line is once I learned the fundamentals of how this works, I was in control. Now, whether it's a little money or a lot of money, the whole concept of your vision changes when you're in control. <laughs> when somebody else is in control, you don't have a choice on a lot of things. That kicked off the whole desire to go help people because I knew something they did. Mm. As an educator now, I have a responsibility to share. <laughs> I bet. Yeah. So you came across the Bank on Yourself Infinite Banking Strategy as a storehouse for wealth, a better way to storehouse wealth. Talk about that journey. Well, they're just, I just realized there had to be a better way to storehouse my wealth because it didn't feel like it was my wealth. <laughs> I had to ask permission. I got penalized. I mean, there's all these other things I had to jump through. And that's truthfully how I found infinite banking. And the more I read, I would tell you the first time I heard it, I thought y'all were going to jail. I thought there's no way this, this is legit. And then I found out it's been done a couple of hundred years by some very famous people. And truthfully, where you decide to store your wealth will determine how much you get to pay in future taxes, in lifetime fees, and determine the chances of you winning financially. Hmm. That's what hit me in the head. And I'm going, that explains why we're losing. All right. And it's not, it wasn't just me that was short. I mean, there's a lot of teachers having the same discussion and now they don't even want to teach and I don't blame them, but knowing enough to think you're right is good, but not knowing enough to recognize you could be wrong is dangerous, hmm. Hmm. especially financially. Yes, I use uniquely designed cash value, dividend paying whole life insurance policies. And a lot of people already have a stigma attached to those. Sorry, <laughs> you, you might be wrong. And mm -hmm. if, if you can't get over that word, if you can't get over life insurance or particularly whole life insurance, which I think is the only way to do this personal opinion, because it's guaranteed, it's not, I'm in love with insurance. It's because it's the process. It's not a product. I just want to emphasize that you're right. Yes. It's, I think people get too caught up in products and chasing the shiny object. And I've always asked somebody, you know, Hey, if you could choose between having Tiger Woods golf clubs or Tiger Woods golf swing. Which one wins championships? It's the swing. Yep. And you've got a process, Doug, that you've really implemented with your clients. So say some more about that. 
you can use whatever asset you want. I don't care. You want to use a mattress, you want to bury in your backyard, I don't care. I just picked insurance because it's the one that, that's guaranteed to grow. That's a huge advantage. When you're trying to build something, I know it's going to grow. Now where are Instead of hoping that it grows, it's a whole different mindset. Guy asked a question a long time ago. What you thought was true about your money really wasn't true about your money. When would you want to know? Mm. And, and guys, that's what I'm telling you. Where the average person stores their money, it's going to be penalized. Get this. It's only available for 12 years of your life. I don't care how long you live without a penalty. Mm-hmm. You know, so now we're going to get into some questions. Of, is it really your money? <laughs> and yeah. the truth is, shuts no, it's not. The problem is I heard that question. Now I can't unhear it. I no, would you're, love you're right. to have known when I was 18 because I wouldn't be here. <laughs> yeah. Doug, part of the reason why I wanted you to come on today uh, was because, one, you are one of the best thinkers and you also have a very easy way to describe something cutting through the the stuff, let's just use that word for our family-friendly podcast. But there are 13 questions you want us to ask. You've suggested that we even keep score on these uh, as we go through. Is there anything you'd like to share before we jump into these 13 questions? Keep an open mind. I mean, these are yes, no questions, and I want you to keep track of the yes, no's, but I also want you to to be honest with yourself because that's the only way you're going to get a true vision or picture of where you're at but I also want you to know, it's not going to be graded. Nobody else is going to see the sheet. You know, you don't have to do any of that. But I want you to walk through some things. And literally, question number one, we've already talked a little bit about, is it even your money? Is it truly your money? And if it truly is, why do you have to ask permission from so many people to get it? So, okay, so you're saying when I'm looking at my brokerage account, my 401k, my savings account, so as I'm looking at my cash, just yes or no, don't make it complicated. Don't make this hard, Doug, right. like you said. Right. Okay, that's question number one. Is it even your money? Is it truly our money if we have to ask people for permission to get access to it? Okay, that's that's great. What's uh, question number two? Now, are you absolutely 100% sure that the money will be there on the very day that you need it? It's about safety. Do you know what the future value of that money will be? Not might be, will be. Unfortunately, if you're one of the average Americans, you don't have a clue. They don't either. Nobody knows that. As I look at my brokerage account, as I look at my bank account, as I'm uh, looking at my real estate values, do I have an absolute assurance that my money will be there on the very day I'll need it the most? Hey, I tried to retire first from coaching and teaching it was 2008. Yeah, that was yeah. not a good time to be trying to retire. And the bottom line is I watched my 403 go to a 203 twice <laughs> in 10 years. Mm. And yeah. wait a minute, and this is the way we do this? No, it's not. Question number three. Does your money get to set a new all-time high every day? Just yes or no? Yes or no. Yeah, don't make it hard. How does bank on yourself hit an all-time record high every day? We're going to guarantee your growth every year, every day, if you will, forever. It's going to grow, and it's guaranteed to grow. In fact, I tell people it's guaranteed to grow more next year than it did this year. If you're sitting here on an average account that America has to retire on, you don't have any of that. That's true. You don't have any of that. That's true. So. And if, if, by the way, if folks want to dive deeper into how is this guaranteed growth possible, <clears throat> go back and listen to episode 197, where we really break it down. Uh, so that's growth. That's question number three. Let's keep rolling. What's the next question? Does your current financial storehouse generate additional income for you? 
In other words, does your bank pay you dividends? Only if you own stock in that bank, not because you have an account there, because they're going to pay that to the owners. We use special companies that are mutual companies. There's no shareholders. Those shareholders don't get those dividends. So they've got to be passed on to somebody, which is who? The policy owners. Now, dividends are not guaranteed, but they've been paid the last hundred over a hundred years consecutively. All right. I'll take that chance. That's great. So that once that dividend is credited to you, it becomes part of the growth that is guaranteed that's going to change forever and ever and ever the rest of your life. And now you want to make sure you live 121 years because that sucker's going to grow every day. That's great, Doug. And I don't mean to get you off the train here, but I'll just say that again. Once yes. you receive a non-guaranteed dividend, which you're right, they're not guaranteed, but they have here. been paid so consistently, it's getting closer and closer to a, a high degree of confidence anyway, that we'll keep getting dividends. But once you get that dividend, it's laid right into your guaranteed bucket. They cannot yes. take it away from you. Like if I was to invest with Coca-Cola stock and my Coca-Cola stock goes up this year and my dividends get reinvested and then Coca-Cola goes down next year, well, my dividend got taken away from me. With whole life insurance, that cannot happen. Once you receive a dividend, as you just said, it becomes part of your guaranteed cash value for the rest of your life. It is wow, your fantastic. money. Yes. I love it. Yes. Would you rather be somebody's it, asset or would you rather be the owner? When you have a policy with a mutual life insurance company, you are an owner. Yep. There are people who receive dividend checks in the Great Depression. Wow. From these whole life policies in the Great Depression. How weird would that have made you? Don't be average, be weird. That's right. All right. That's <laughs> great. Forget Love it, that. Man. So that's uh, question four is the question again is, does your current financial storehouse generate additional income for you? Just yes or no. Yeah. Great. Great stuff. Number five, and question number five. Did you have unlimited access to your cash for your lifestyle needs or your business needs as many times as you want? If you're in the traditional retirement plan, you have it for 12 years of your entire life because you're in a penalized up to 59 and a half and at 72, which you've already talked about, you're going to get a whopper of a penalty at 50% if you don't take what you're supposed to take. Wow. So, now really? some people say um, brokerage accounts are liquid. Would you say that they are liquid? <laughs> for uh, Yeah, for who? <laughs> <laughs> for whom? I mean, gosh, no. You have 12 years, y'all. Hmm? 59 and a half to 72. Yeah. You yeah. can pull that money without being penalized. It's right. still taxable. It's always taxable. You're never going to get away from the tax. Okay. And I'd, I'd like to even say, what about HELOCs, uh, home equity lines of credit? They look liquid, but are you really in control of that liquidity? Couldn't a bank take away your HELOC or freeze it or reduce it? Sure they could. So your question was, do you have unlimited access to your cash? And the answer for a HELOC is no. No. The answer to a brokerage account is no. no. Why Why isn't a brokerage account unlimited access? Because stocks <laughs> go down too, right? So anyway, I'll get off my soapbox and no, hand it back to you there, man. Exactly right back to though why you want an asset that's guaranteed to grow. Right. I mean, how hard is it to do that knows that tomorrow is going to be more money in there than it was today? All right. This is Coach Proof. <laughs> yes, just yes or no questions. I, I like it, man. Right. This, is, this is a pop quiz I can handle. Question yeah. six. Uh, can you leverage your money in, in your favor and still earn interest on it? So in other words, you're going to collateralize or leverage your money and still earn it like you've never touched it. Yes, no. 
All right. Again, the question is, can you leverage your money in your favor and still earn interest on it? Just yes or no. You call this the secret sauce of the process. Why is that? I I don't think there's any place else on the planet that you do this. Just like you didn't touch it. Where else are you going to do that? Because everything else that you can do is an if. Mm -hmm. Okay. Where this is going to be an and. Yes, I can. I can buy the car and grow my wealth. I can send my kid to school and have a retirement plan. I can. Yeah. No, it's not if, and it's not choosing. It's not either no. or. It's not choosing between it's, the kids' it's college. And. It's both and. Love right. it, man. Love it. Yeah, right. so we're, we're getting that money to do multiple jobs at once. That's question six. Can you leverage your money in your favor and still earn interest on it? Question seven. Do you control the repayment terms of your loans with your current bank? <laughs> and we're all laughing at that one because we... We know that when we signed that sheet, we kissed the ring of the, of the banker, right? No, don't believe me. Just go try and miss two or three months of your payment. See what happens. Uh, he's not going to be the, the nice, friendly banker that you thought he was. The bottom line is you can control that repayment, okay? And there's some lessons there. You want to repay your loans? Yes, you do. So I can reuse that money over and over and over and over and over. I mean, what's the value of that? You don't know. You don't know. And it's a whole lot more than you ever thought. Mm-hmm. Just controlling those monthly payments and controlling the variables on that where the banker isn't putting his thumb on top of you while right. you're trying to pay him back. That's really so, free. So what if you have two or three months of bad business? Your business doesn't go like it's supposed to, right? Because the business owner, we're making money every day. We know that. Every day, and the mother stays, we don't make money. And right. what happens then? Yep. Are you at the mercy of someone else? Question eight. Employee retentions or hires, new hires. How are you differentiating yourself? Now, I'm going to tell you, this This is hard because everybody thinks they want a 401k. No, you don't. And listen to me for just a little bit, and I'll tell you what's wrong with the 403. But I'm just going to jump it to real quick. To, there's three questions that you need to answer about your qualified account. Okay? I'm not going to tell you how to answer. But number one, do you think taxes are going up, going down, or going to stay the same? Number two, are you willing to pay taxes on the seed? or the harvest. Now that's really easy for a country boy. Okay. Do you want to pay taxes on a little bit or on a whole lot? Three, is a dollar worth more today or tomorrow? A qualified plan violates all three of those. Mm. Even a Roth IRA violates number three. The United States Department of Labor's study came out with 95% of 65 year olds are not financially sound. Wow. Time out. As a coach, if I ever have 95 percent certainty that they're going to run this play guess what are you ready we're stopping that play we may get killed somewhere else but we're going to stop that 95 percent play now all of a sudden you're telling your employees that you really truly care about that you're going to give them something that has a 95 percent failure rate at age 65 are you nuts doesn't make sense Nobody knows that though. Right. We've right. all been told, oh, 401k, those are sexy. Those are great, man. You're in the market and you get to do all this stuff. And the bottom line is you're broke at 65. Go, go get your resume mm. up to date. Well, so question eight was worded, uh, do you want someone else at other business to, yep. to take away, to hire away your best employee because of their better benefits? So again, right. just yes or no there. Do you want that or not? I don't want that as a business owner. I want to right. offer the very best in benefits. And you're saying that bank on yourself can be offered to employees. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. 
Love it. Number anyway. nine. Question number, number nine. nine. This one's for all the football coaches in the crowd. Okay. Do you want to pay more taxes or less tax? Yeah. Do you want to pay more taxes? Yes or no? This question right. is too easy, man. The nice part about bank on yourself type policies, they grow tax deferred. They allow you to use your money tax free and that passes your legacy on to the next generation tax exempt. Yeah, it's all in how we construct these policies. And Doug, just like every bank on yourself professional, you're yep. designing it for cash accumulation first, not commissions. Love it. Question Number 10. 10. Do you want the courts to tell everyone where your money is going after you die? Oof, that one stinks. There, there are some hard stories with this one. I do want you to know the bank on yourself policies pass outside of probate. And they're creditor, predator, and judgment-proof in most states. <laughs> there are some exceptions, so make sure you, we, we check on that. But the bottom line is, do you want everybody out there in public land knowing where your, every dollar you ever saved went to? And if you're going through probate and you're at the courthouse, they will. Love it. All right, let's go. Let's go on. Question 11. Number 11, do you want your competitor to be able to take advantage of opportunities that you cannot because you couldn't come up with the money. As a business owner, once you get money, opportunities are going to track you down. But the bottom line is you're in charge of the money that you have. It is your money. HELOC, it's not. Business line of credit, it's not. Mm -hmm. You know, to go, the average way right now is to go get approved by a board at a bank, which is not going to happen in one day. Now, Doug, some people say, uh, well, Mark, these policy loans, they're not, that's not really your money. That's, you're taking a loan. You're taking a loan from the life insurance. They could take that away. What would you say to someone who said that? They're going to make money on it. Why would they take it away? And it's written right into our contract too, right? The whole life contract says you've got first rights to that money. So if you've, got a, if you've got a permanent guaranteed contingency fund for your business, don't you think you'll be able to take advantage of opportunities when they come across your desk? I, I agree, man. Love it. Let's keep rolling. Question number 12. Wealth transfer. Do you want some of your money to be locked up when you try to leave it as a legacy to someone else? If you're an average American, you know, how many ever children you got, you got another one. I mean, his name is Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> somebody's and, Uncle Sam, right? Somebody's yeah. <laughs> Uncle Sam is in the mix. If you have two or more kids, Uncle Sam's going to get more of that money than your kids are. Mm -hmm. It's true. I'm not sure that's what you intended. All right. So wealth transfer, most efficient way on the planet to transfer wealth to the next generation's bank on yourself type policy. Mm, no, yeah. no comparison. These are all incredible questions. Let's get to the last one here and then we'll wrap up. Do you have a guaranteed exit strategy from your business or from your life? Do you want it to be ambiguous and full of unknowns? Mm. Yes, no. So I can plan that out. And I, I will tell you right here, the, the ideas here are virtually limitless. From business owners, what if you could finance your own business to, to sale? You just created a wonderful cash flow stream. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Plus now, you can also turn that around and, and fund things for your grandkids. You know, I wonder how I know that one. <laughs> you got some grandkids, right? Doug? I got some grandkids. Yes, sir. I do. Doug, oh. so this one is huge. And, and I literally just had a conversation with someone who cannot find a way out of the business that he's owned for over 50 years. And yeah. now he's trying to find a way to break free and he can't because right. we're in this world right now, this economy, this inflation world, right. this, um, the revenues down, the inflation's up, the hiring is down, the cost of goods is up. And what are you going to do when you're 
72 years old or 82 years old and you can't right. sell that business, right? you got to have an exit strategy from your business and from everything in your life, everything right? In everything your in your life needs an exit right. strategy. And you can either do it the easy way or you can wreck that car the hard way. And we don't want the second one. Yes, that's true. I would like to tell people, you don't have to be perfect at this. Right, that's right. All right. I would like to make sure that you're intentional. Be intentional on what you want to do, what you want to happen and how you're going to make sure it happens. And guys, there's a way to do that. Even if you're six feet under. I'm betting that in football, if you're not intentional, you're about to get slaughtered. Is that right? <laughs> or we're going to use it against you and you're, you win lose. <laughs> yeah, if, if you don't know where you're going to take that ball in the next uh, play, you're going to get pushed back. Doug, this has been awesome. These this questions, I think folks should just go uh, do themselves a favor and go listen to this one again. But That's wrap cool. us up here too. Tell us where we can take this from, from here. I want you to understand what you're doing with your money. Uh, that's my biggest thing. I, I know some of what you've heard today is different, perhaps even difficult, but I will tell you that it's, when I first heard it, it was very disturbing, but that's the bottom line is I want you to go do something about it. If you don't know what to do, then get with a coach who will point you in the right direction. A good coach is not only going to point you how to score, he's going to teach you why that play scores. And that's what you need. If you don't understand that you got the wrong coach. Go fire him and hire one that will help you understand it. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard. It's not so complex that you can't. A high school football coach can get this. Okay. Don't underestimate yourself. But and don't make this hard. Don't make this hard. It's not. <laughs> That's right, what, man. What are you specifically doing that keeps you out of that 95% failure rate? It's mm, a good question. I know there's going to be some people here listening who are like, man, Doug's got it figured out. That's my story too. Well, uh, I want more of these questions. Doug, tell everybody how they can find you. It's Peacock Wealth Group dot com is the website so if folks want to go to that website that's peacock uh-huh. like the bird right peacock wealth group dot com uh-huh. doug thank you for helping us not make this so hard and uh-huh. just figuring out what we need our money doing for us that's peacock wealth com. thanks again doug for coming on absolutely anytime mark don't you just love that guy doug has got one of those free spirits one of those open minds and somebody who can talk it straight maybe it's the hoosier in me too but uh thank you doug again for coming on the show today you know one of the just light bulb moments for me in my conversation with doug was his comment it's where you decide to store your wealth that will determine what you pay in future taxes lifetime fees and will determine the chances of you winning financially boy what a great and powerful quote by doug there and it just underlines the fact that the location of where you store your wealth will matter more than almost anything else, more than what you chose in terms of stocks, bonds, mutual funds. None of that matters as much as the big rock decision of where you want to store that wealth. If it's going to be in a 401k or in Doug's case, a 403b, that's going to impact what you pay in future taxes, lifetime fees, and your chances of winning financially. So it's where you decide to put that money that matters almost more than anything else. That was a piece of the puzzle for me that just the light bulb clicked when he said that. Another really just bone rattling question that Doug brought up was this question here. If what you thought was true about your money really wasn't true, when would you want to know about it? If what you thought was true about your money really wasn't true, when would you want to know? Of course, the truth and the only answer to that question is right away, 50 years ago, as soon as possible, right? If it wasn't true, tell me now. So that was another 
just bananas eye-opening comment from Doug, and he was chock full of them. I'm going to wrap up by reading these 13 questions in rapid fire, because I really want you to take a minute and answer each one, just yes or no. So I'm not going to elaborate on them. I'm just going to read them one more time as we wrap up our episode and just check mark yes or no on each of these. We might even put them in the show notes if possible. So here are the 13 questions. Number one, is it truly your money? Just yes or no. Question number two, are you absolutely 100% sure that the money will be there on the very day you need it the most? Yes or no. Three, does your money set a new all-time record high every single day? Yes or no. Four, does your current financial storehouse generate additional income for you? Yes or no. Again, your bank pays dividends. Why don't you get them? Question five, do you have unlimited access to your cash for your lifestyle or your business needs as many times as you need it? Yes or no. Unlimited access. Just yes or no. Question six, can you leverage your money in your favor and still earn interest on it? Yes or no. With where your money is today, can you leverage your money in your favor and still earn interest on it? Question seven, with where your money is today, do you control the repayment terms on loans with your current bank? Yes or no. Question number eight, do you want somebody else to hire your best employee because of better benefits? Yes or no. A lot of these are pretty easy, guys. Question nine, do you want to pay more taxes? Okay, that's a really easy question. (laughs) Question nine, do you want to pay more taxes? Question 10, do you want the courts to tell everybody where your money is after you die? Question 11, do you want your competitor in business to be able to take advantage of opportunities that you can't because you couldn't come up with the money? Yes or no? Question 12, do you want your money locked up when you try to leave it as a legacy to somebody else? And question 13, do you want your exit strategy from business or from life to be ambiguous and full of unknowns? Just yes or no. So those are the 13 crucial questions that you got to answer in your financial life. And remember, where you put your money makes it do different things. And again, thank you, Doug, for coming out and being on our show today. Uh, If you'd like to get to know Doug, again, peacockwealthgroup.com is the place to go. And you can find him also on our Not Your Average Financial Community. Guys, we have a membership site and you are invited. This is our private community of revolutionaries off of the wasteland of Facebook and Instasham. We've got discussions on each episode, a place to answer your questions, live Q&A, office hours, as well as meeting folks like Doug Peacock and many more, masterclasses that you can't get anywhere else, and topics and strategies like the bank on yourself concept and the income maximization strategy and so much more. So don't let this podcast be the end of it. Let's let it be the beginning of something really amazing. You can find us and and it's totally free at notyouraverage.mn.co. So thank you for joining me for this week's wonderful, exciting, and crucial episode of the Not Your Average Financial Podcast, helping you think and live differently with your money, your economy, and your future. This has been another episode of the Not Your Average Financial Podcast. To join a financial revolution and start thinking different about money, go to www.nyafinancialpodcast.com and click Request a Meeting. The topics presented in this podcast are for general information only and not for the purposes of providing legal, accounting, or investment advice. On such matters, please consult a professional who knows your specific situation.